You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome into another Padres podcast. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Padres reporter, A.J. Casavell. And A.J., the big story, or one of the big two stories really in the hot stove season right now, is Shohei Otani along with Giancarlo Stanton. Um, but every team seems like in some way or another they have some kind of outside chance and reason for fans to dream that they could be the team that lands the, what people have nicknamed the, the Babe Ruth of Japan. Of course, Otani... The great arm, he could be a top-of-the-rotation type of pitcher. He can also bash home runs, um, and, and people have given him a 65 or 70 power rating on the 20-80 to 80 scale. So he's a two-way player, and financially, he's not going to cost a ton. You have to pay $20 million to his team in Japan, but after that, it's just international bonus money, and, and money doesn't seem to be the biggest motivating factor for Otani he just wants to compete at the major league level on a team that he's comfortable with. So because of that, everybody has at least a little chance. What's the Padres' chance? Well, the Padres' chances aren't great, but it's not a whole lot worse than, than I think, a, a lot of baseball. I mean, everyone, everyone has some sort of chance. The Padres have made a significant investment in Asia and, and in some of their hirings and their uh, coaching staff and the minor league level. I don't know what effect that would play on Otani. But um, I think I think it comes down to for the Padres. The Padres don't have uh, a ton of international bonus pool money. Uh, they're limited because of their transactions they made uh, last signing period. But Otani, again, Otani doesn't. He, he's going to make. He's, there's there's other routes for him to make money. It sounds like so. Uh, you can just throw the Padres in the pool of the all 30 teams in baseball who who want to crack at, at this guy. You mentioned the the front office or, or uh, coaching staff hirings, Hideo Nomo, Takasi Saito. I mean, there's got to be something in that. The fact that there's these are guys that if Otani is to to visit with the Padres, I'm sure those are guys that would be in the room. Absolutely, and there's no there's there's it certainly can't hurt. Is I guess what I'm getting at, and I think the Padres probably have a better chance than a handful of teams. Um, but at this point, it's, it's in such in the preliminary stages, and the Padres, again, can't offer him as much money as, say, Texas or New York uh, because of their bonus pool limitations, that there are factors that would lead you to believe maybe he, the Padres have a better chance than some. But uh, I think it's, it's a mystery on, on the whole right now, but the Padres are probably in the bottom half of the league in terms of, uh, in terms of where they stand. Uh, but, again, it's, it's a mystery, and uh, that's part of what makes this whole thing so intriguing. It's so up in the air. Yeah, nobody really knows what he's looking for, and we'll start to find that out. Coming Friday, that's when uh, the new agreement with Japan and Major League Baseball and the Players Association will be ratified, and then a three-week window opens up for Otani to talk to teams and try to figure out where he's going to sign. So it's going to be exciting. It could could take a couple of days. It could take the full three weeks, um, but all of baseball will certainly be keeping an eye on that. The Padres have not have made some transactions. Uh, some teams haven't done that over the last couple of weeks, but they did sign Colton Brewer to a one-year deal. As uh, a 25-year-old, pitched with the Yankees in 2017, double-A, triple-A level. Interesting to me that the Padres gave him a major league deal 
Um, and it seems like he fits the mold of, of an area where the Padres have had success, and that's taking players, I don't want to say off the scrap heap, but players who seem to be on the downside or things aren't going in the right direction, and they've been able to turn guys around and make them into great bullpen assets. Uh, is that the hope for a guy like Brewer? Yeah, the Padres professional scouting staff has done a great job finding these kind of these these relief pieces who were cast off elsewhere. Uh, you look back the last couple of years, I think this this move might most closely resemble them signing Ryan Buchter to a major league deal a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think anyone anyone saw any reason for Buchter to be signing a major league deal except the Padres saw something in him, and now he's a serviceable reliever in Kansas City who netted the who helped net the Padres a couple prospects. Uh, at the trade deadline. And so uh, they, they also have Brad Hand, Kirby Yates, Craig Stammen, guys who essentially weren't given much of a shot by other teams, but were given a shot by the Padres. And now I think there's, there's maybe 30 teams in baseball who would like to have those kind of relief arms in their bullpen. And so while I can't speak to – no, I, I don't know a whole lot about Colton Brewer yet. I haven't yet to see him pitch. Um, I think there's, there's plenty of upside in what the Padres scouting department has done when it comes to finding relief arms – to the point where I think fans can, can trust that this move might pay off. It's been a quiet offseason pretty much for everybody, as I mentioned, so far. So teams still have lots of work to do. When you look at the Padres, one area where there's a lot of work to do is in that starting rotation. You have a story up on Padres.com uh, within the last day or two about that rotation and really focusing in on what the options are, who's there. I guess the one clear-cut spot is Clayton Richard, right? He's going to be starting in this rotation. From there, things get very interesting. Yeah, Clayton Richard's a lock, and the Padres essentially promised him as much when they signed him to, to a two-year deal uh, in September that he'd have, he'd have a spot at the start of the season. Now, that spot's not guaranteed for the entire season. He's got to perform, but he has a spot in the rotation. I think after Richard, it goes to uh, Luis Perdomo and Denelson Lamette. Um, those, are, those are the two guys who, who at least at – least from my perspective, they should be in the rotation if the Padres are really committed to building a roster for the future. They need to see what these guys have. They've obviously seen that for a couple years from Perdomo, but this is a huge year in his progression. I think this would probably be the year, if it weren't for the Rule 5 draft, that he would be cracking the major leagues. And so uh, this is the year where he he needs to step up. Uh, The the end of last season, I think the Padres, uh, on the whole, were – Kind of, we're not too happy with with the steps that he made because he, toward the end of the season, he he got hit a little harder and, and didn't necessarily make the adjustments they wanted to see. He's got an off season, and again, this could be his rookie season if it weren't for the Rule Five draft. It's his third season. He has more experience than most guys. Uh, it's time for him to take another step. The Nelson Lamette, he's a rookie who I think the or he was a rookie last season, who I think the Padres believe could be a, not maybe an ace but a, a top of the rotation maybe a number two or three starter uh with the stuff he has but he has some work to do on his command and he's got some work to do on adding a third pitch and so big year for those guys i would be surprised if they weren't in the rotation given uh given the way the padres are trying to construct their roster with one eye on the future so that leaves two more roster spots or rotation spots for this team are those guys are those spots they look internally for or are there two free agents out there that they will try to bring in they'll give some internal options a chance uh you look at i think one of the biggest question marks with the padres uh maybe the biggest question mark with the padres is they have three starting pitchers coming back from injury uh who did not pitch for them last year tommy or uh colin ray and and uh, robbie erlin are coming off tommy john surgery that they had after the 2016 season uh, both of them were useful uh, before before they um, 
before they went down with their elbow injuries, and they acquired Matt Strom in that Ryan Buchter deal, um, in the Ryan Buchter, Trevor Cahill, Brandon Maurer deal, who they feel like could be a starter, he could be a reliever. They want to give him that chance, but first they want to make sure he's healthy. So that's three guys who, if two of them perform, all of a sudden you have your rotation filled out. But that's, that's just not the way Major League Baseball works. You need to plan for contingencies. You need to plan for injuries. You need to plan for things not working out. And so I would not be surprised if the Padres went out and signed two to three more starting pitchers who could compete for a spot in spring training. So what type of starting pitchers on the free agent market? I mean, obviously they're not going to be in on the U Darvishes of the world and those guys. It'll be uh, cheaper options. What kind of pitchers do you think they're targeting? I think you just go back and look at look at uh, at, at what they did last offseason. Last offseason, they uh, essentially committed to signing pitchers to one-year deals, pitchers who they felt had some upside who they thought could work out during during the season and uh, and they could kind of kind of get for cheap as they maybe rejuvenated their careers a little bit. You look back to last year, the Padres signed four guys, Trevor Cahill, Clayton Richard, Jolie Chassin, and Jared Weaver. Uh, Clayton Richard and Jolie Chassin were serviceable starters. Trevor Cahill, they were able to trade at the deadline and get something in return, and Jared Weaver ended up flopping. And so if they can sign four guys and three of them have three of them pan out this offseason, I think they'd be happy especially considering their double-A rotation is, is – uh, they're, they're very high on some of their pitchers in double-A. I think it's, it's five of their top 15 prospects are in that rotation. I would not be surprised if two or three of those guys make the major leagues later in the season in 2018. And so if they could find some one-year guys, some guys who, who maybe have some upside. Jolie Chassin last year was coming off injury, and uh, the Padres are willing to take a chance on him, and he turned into a into a pretty reliable asset. So those, that kind of guy is, I think, who the Padres are looking for while they wait on some of their uh, younger Double A guys, guys like Cal Quantrill, Joey Lucchese, uh, Eric Lauer. I think they're they're really excited to see some of those Double A guys get a chance in the major leagues, and I wouldn't be surprised if if it happens come September or potentially even earlier. Um, I think they might get an invite to Major League Spring Training, too, which, which could be exciting. And so uh, for now, it seems like stopgap options. Jolice Chassin, uh, who pitched for the Padres in last season, as we mentioned, uh, he's, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, the future is certainly getting closer for this Padres team as those young prospects make their way closer and closer to the big leagues. And that is interesting if some of those guys can get up by the end of the 2018 season. That'll do it for this edition of MLB.com Extras, it's been our Padres edition. For A.J. Casabell, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.